0: Rabbit air, baby. Oh, I'm
1: noticing how you had the, the tents organized over here.
2: <laughs> That's
0: all. <laughs> That's Everything, all. everything's
2: very organized. I Welcome lie. to the Cigar Hustler Podcast Special Edition. Because we, we don't know where it's going to fall. Episode like. number pending. Episode number pending.
1: Episode numbers.
2: With uh, episode as you can numbers see, pending. We get one. Thank you. With uh, Mr. Skip Martin sitting in with us today in the house. That's right. In the Slap Dick Studios.
0: Slapdick Studios. Hasn't. Beautiful
1: Daytona Florida.
0: Yeah, and now we're gonna have good sound bites from Scoop.
2: <laughs> we need new ones.
0: <laughs>
1: what makes you think we're gonna talk for a couple hours and you're gonna get sound bites out of me? Oh, you. it's oh it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> All
0: right. You don't you
2: no, skip it, just skip yeah. everything and yeah, Mike my production. Right Mike My production, yada yada yada, send me an email, blah yeah.
0: blah blah. Uh,
1: you could be advertising here. Right, right. This yeah. could be All us, but you're playing.
0: <laughs> All, right. right. Why right. fuck around?
1: All around the world. I just wanna say up front. Uh, I came here to do the Chet and Palmer shit show.
2: <laughs> oh, that's Wednesdays.
1: And got roped into the uh, special edition of uh, Cigar I, Hustler. I'll tell Michael.
2: Chet you said hello, though. He'll be very excited. Yeah, well, you know, you got to take what you get.
1: You I know. heard he had some kind of penis surgery or.
2: Yeah, he's. he's, oh, he's, he's oh, heart he's, surgery. What? what? Oh, well, oh, the, the heart monitor thing. Yeah. Um, I think they didn't end up doing that because of the way. Oh, no, they put it off. Because See, he, he, went was, in, he went in to get the monitor, and they're like, okay, come back in six to eight weeks, and then we'll check you out and put the monitor on, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'll be dead by then, maybe. What yeah. else? Yeah. What is going So what?
1: I have it in pretty good authority that it was really just some kind of cosmetic surgery on his penis, <laughs> and then the, this whole other story is just a front. <laughs> oh, just a front.
2: Yeah, just a cover, yeah. to cover the bandages yeah. and stuff that are in his pants. Yeah. You heard when he went to the ER and Chris Baldwin walked in yeah. and saved him. Okay. Uh, The follow-up was to go see a cardiologist, and they were going to put a heart monitor on him. Right. So he went to the follow-up appointment for the heart monitor, and they said, okay, Mr. Atwell, uh, we've seen all your labs. Uh, We think this is what's going on. So if you come back in six weeks, we'll put the heart monitor on you, and then we'll do the other test. Okay. Well, it's six weeks. I mean, he could be dead by then. Who knows what's going on at that point? Jeez, Louise. So, and then they're gonna do the stress test. So this and the, is all the the that manual labor. Study. He was <laughs>
0: fine upstairs. He was working the register. People loved him. Now he's like, you know what? I really want to beat myself in the ground with this fucking guy, with Phil. And you know, I, you you can only do so much, Skip. You try and save people. And, you know, they always, it's always, grass is always greener. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
1: you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them think. That's it. That's I mean, drink. It. That's it. Think well, it. He's
2: in our age group, so we do less manual labor now, not more. Yeah. Right. He's so. ramping up. Yeah, I I didn't understand. It's, yeah. it's out of his mind. Oh, that of his Phil mind. pays extremely well. Is the only so, thing.
0: so, hey, if you want to be dead, go take that job. Right.
2: Or, you know, you
0: tighten your budget a little bit and you come back to retail. You know?
2: You, that's it. Man, I think it's that's man. it.
0: It's
1: just like, I don't work for you, bitch.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't fucking work for you. Yeah, right. where have I heard that before? I don't know. I don't know yeah. where that came from. Yeah. He's been on eggshells for an entire week. It's very weird. It's very weird. Palmer? Yeah, yeah. He just can't tell.
1: He's got a little bit of that, um, you know, that's my stapler. Yeah, vibe I mean, going. Yeah. I will
0: kill everyone. This is my stuff. Like, I'll burn this know, when we, he's we here,
1: he's like, ha ha, there's no, door." already forgot about it. Then, <laughs> then later he's like, no, fuck, fuck that <laughs> guy. <laughs>
0: exactly. That's exactly what's going You're on. Just exactly at home mumbling watching yeah, you TV. He <laughs> <I can laughs> <tell. laughs> doesn't respond to my text right away or whatever. You know, it's like, does it his little play moves.
1: It's, Look at him!
2: Look at him! <laughs> You're just so, saying what you do to me is actually what you just described, right? right exactly.
1: So, so I'll, I'll also start off by saying yes. that uh, I'm very impressed by uh, everything you've done here. So oh, thank this, you very much. So, I know this used to be like a, a church that did gay conversion therapy or something,
2: something, right? something like that. And gay conversion? Uh, they did? That? I don't know what she did. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I'm sure she hated gay
0: people. It was some, online,
1: some kind of weird, yeah, some kind of weird know. thing.
2: So, before that, though,
0: you did your podcast in this. Please. I remember.
1: I think I was one of the very first ones. Yeah, to do yeah did it downstairs. It looked <laughs> much bigger than though. And, and Greg told us we weren't allowed to smoke. <laughs> That's right, right. And here we are. And basically, we said, "Fuck that fuck guy." Fuck yeah, right. Fuck that
0: guy. Man, fuck that guy. Oh, yeah,
1: but, that. Like, yeah, fuck how that. how is your brother doing, by
0: the way? He's good. He's supposedly going to be back. He's in Puerto Rico.
1: How was your trip trip in to back into the studio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have AC
0: now here. We've you know,
1: it's nice. Have yeah. you guys been taking uh, your COVID test?
2: No, no, we feel uh, fine. We're from Florida. Yeah, we don't have it here. You're not allowed.
0: Yeah, doesn't not,
1: It doesn't exist. Yeah, we're no. not allowed. To, Governor not, said so.
2: Yeah, you're not allowed to test in Florida.
1: Okay. Those are the rules. So apparently even like Dave Garofalo posted the other day that he tested negative for like five days and then tested positive. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, he's right. not from Florida.
1: That he's not feeling good either. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. So like, uh, you know.
2: I think no person in Florida still had his Fred. Fred Rui. Really I,
1: I try not to to go really hard on people mm-hmm. about COVID because, you know. Then I could get COVID and die because I'm not <laughs> right. I'm not in the best physical condition. And I don't yeah. want. I don't want my appetite. I mean, to be, it's just look oh, what this guy you. said three days ago. But you
0: did have your moment there, like early on, with like the whole shelter. Everybody, stay away, stay away, stay away. And then fucking one person came to you, and it, you had a pop, like fucking a year ago.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. So once like, once I, I got right. vaccinated, because early on there wasn't no a was vaccination, nothing. yeah. And, right. I, and I knew if I got it, I was done right. for. Right, which so, turned out to be not true. So you know, once they had the vaccination,
3: right. You're
1: rolling. I was like, yeah. Fucking uh, game on. John claims, John De Oliver claims that I contaminated the office. You're patient zero. Okay, listen. <laughs> I have I have near indisputable evidence that it was Arlen right, who, despite all <laughs> other uh, evidence and recommendations, went shopping. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain she got it somewhere between Nordstrom's and <laughs> <laughs> and Neiman Marcus and then brought it. And then we all went to Mike's house for New Year's Eve and then everybody at Mike's house got sick. Super spreader. And then somehow I got blamed. Right. When in actuality. It was it ours. Was, it was, it was it yeah, It wasn't it, me. It was the foreigner. <laughs> it was the foreigner. <laughs> oh. We should have.
2: Uh, the dirty foreigner brought it in. The
1: exactly. Oh, we should have oh,
0: known. Terrible. Yeah. They're
1: not, they're not, you know.
0: You, they can't be trusted.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: They're all sus. hundred percent. Sus, Totally, totally sus.
1: So anyway, I had COVID. Then I yes. got the the vaccine, vaccine number two yep. booster. I went in for the second booster like a month ago, and they're like, "Well, you can't have it." I'm like, "Well, why not? You know, I have a you know I have a heart failure. Right. I have a right. I qualify. There there are things going on. I qualify for everything. I just yeah. look healthy, but like, I qualify. Well, very without very. a note from your doctor, you can't get it. You're five. Really? You're five days away from your 60 days or whatever. And so I said, okay. So then I got a, a note from the Austin Health Department going, "Are you going to come in for your second booster?" I'm like, "Fuck y'all!" I, I try it. I don't there. work on your fucking schedule. <laughs> I don't work I for was you. There six, six days ago. I don't work for you.
2: Right? right that's right. what I said to them. Son of a
1: bitch. Yeah. So now I'm anti. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am absolutely not getting a third booster. You yeah, uh, get every shot, third booster,
2: right. every shot but one that you can get yeah, I'm cool. just against it. I just yeah. like ridiculous. <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah.
1: No, it looks nice, man. It looks really Thanks. nice. The the private lounge is dope. Yeah. yeah, and you know me like if, I was. If there listen, was one thing that I look, thought could, be, I thought you know stuff on the walls was the only thing that I could say. But everything right. else, it's exactly how it had done. Okay,
0: it. cool. Yeah, we. You know, I know when I when 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 I bring you in, like I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's see, <laughs> let's see what's gonna happen. Well, so. I
1: feel like I, I feel like. um. Because you've been surrounded by a champion. Yeah, that's true. I <laughs> it's feel true. like I've lifted your, your level of yeah. execution up a little bit. Of course. Because when I met, you were just a slapdick with a glass shop. Well, shit. I was fucking... Shop. You know, you're basically well, selling vape and yeah, I was, mar- mar- marijuana pipes smoked, uh, shaped like a penis. I was 26 years was still old. There's
0: a lot of those up there. You've really yeah.
1: upped your game since then. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. Still
2: a lot of the glass penises up there.
0: I'm hoping one <laughs> like, a lot of those. Like the next step is to eventually grow out of that, You know, but that requires liquor,
1: and that's been a fucking battle. For over a year now. I don't know, man. Liquor is almost, um, the move. Tell me. The move is to open a liquor store and make your private lounge BYO. I don't know what the laws are here in Florida. Yes. But do you have lockers? They're mm-hmm. they're not humidified, right? Right.
0: Well, oh, they are humidified. They are, oh, they are. they are. They are.
1: So you could create bigger lockers, like bottle-sized lockers. Right. And then you could sell them the liquor in your liquor store. Right. Because you own this building, right? Yep. Right. You could sell them the liquor in your liquor store. Mm-hmm. Displace the lady selling whatever she's selling up there. <clears throat> and then they have to come to you. They don't have to, but it's convenient to come to it's your right liquor there. store. Right. Just leave it out of the cigar store. Right. Because you got beer and wine there. yeah right?
0: My thoughts were a double parlay. Take a door, attach the next bay, sell liquor off premise to go, and have the liquor license to both spots.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what Jeff does. Riverside. Right. I just don't know what the laws are here. Like right. in Texas, if you're BYO, unless you pour a drink, right, you could, you could sell setups. Like when I had a store, we sold, you know, we had, um, I don't know, 20 different kinds of water, right. Red Bull, uh, anything you could mix with a drink. Right. And then uh, we had nice glasses, you know, ice, all that. And then, if you know, we would sell a water or a Red Bull for $5 and then they would mix it with vodka or we would sell know mexican coke they had red bull back then yeah
0: yeah that was 75 years ago man
1: that was uh 15 (laughs) years it was those
0: black cans it was only 15 years ago yeah but what was great about
1: what was great about this was because we bought all the water and and mixers and that kind of stuff from glazers and republic the um he's setting his timer we're going off on a. he's he's setting me no no i'm getting i'm getting no don't time me bitch
2: he checks his phone all through the show. Ah, okay. You, know, you should, yeah. You're, you're right. At the time, I'm just doing. I show demand
1: 100% own. complete attention.
2: Yeah, I know. Okay. Good
1: luck. I don't you, repeat myself. Good luck with that. I got you. I'm in. So anyway, we sold we sold these uh, because Republican Glazers. We bought so much of the stuff that they begged other people to take. You know, right. like they're doing liquor at the bar next to. Yeah, us. you and I'll do a show. Yeah, they did the liquor at the bar next to us. <laughs> right. And uh, so anyway, anytime we had an event, they would come pour you know a thousand dollars worth of scotch or a thousand dollars worth of you know the, the swipe the card the right. free you know that whatever the sampler they'd get somebody from wherever to come do liquor at the event right <laughs> and we, it was like the perfect situation so and you didn't have to deal with all the the, bullshit. the the bar problems you know right yeah so yeah they come at a price that's for sure but, but anyway, heroin and fentanyl is the way to go. I mean, if you're really looking for money, well, yeah, party. You got to set up a little great margin. Uh, right. You got to set up a little methadone uh, uh, shop here.
0: One more bayo. You know, we got bikers. Yeah, what the hell? Could be. They what? could
1: supply you. I'm sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they, they just can.
0: run
2: it right in. Right. Maybe it's what they've been flushing down the toilet, screwed up the pipe. Arms dealers and fucking everything. So, I want you to tell Greg though, all those lockers are wrong. Skip said you got to get new lockers.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like,
2: no, no, no. I mean, we want to tell Greg that something's oh, wrong. He no, loves those lockers. That. Are <laughs> great.
1: <laughs> But, you know, once Chet uh, throws his back out doing all this construction work. Yeah. And then he gets the Percocets or the, uh, what's the what's the opioid?
0: Yeah, perks or, um, I mean, any type of fucking.
1: Whatever the hillbilly heroin is. Yeah. Yeah. When he gets that and then he gets hooked on that and he starts chasing the dragon. There you go. You got a built-in it's shop, shop manager. Right. Oh, there yeah. You yeah. it's perfect. It
0: can handle everything. Right. Yeah. Maybe in a wheelchair. Not to make things wheelchair accessible in the back. A walker. We'll give him a walker. A walker? That's.
1: So, Mike, I know, nice I knew, I don't know if you have an agenda, but it's, if, if we start talking about something you think is better for the Patreon. Right. Because I have no filter either way. I don't really okay. get You got to
0: table yet. it. You got to table it. No, yo, Patreon. You got to
1: come Hit up with stop. a signal. Yeah. yeah. We just got to give me a just signal. Say, hey,
0: Patreon. All right. And then we'll make a note. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah, because we got to get the Patreon numbers up.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: this, yeah this, fancy, this fancy shit is yeah, so yeah, we pay pay for for No, it, no it does not pay for It time. doesn't. It does
2: not. Oh, we have found that out. Would you like to do a, uh, a podcast once a week, Skip?
1: Um, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, <laughs> he's got He sure would a time. great idea. He's got, you be you know, he's Palmer
2: got, and Martin. Uh, be Palmer and Martin. Right.
1: I'm sure people will get sick of listening to me. <laughs> so you I'm sick of, I'm sick yeah, of yeah, hearing you, myself. What do you talk care? You don't care.
2: You don't care if people are sick Listen listening to you. What that make to you?
0: So you're excited about the two bodegas? Let's talk about that briefly. What's going on?
1: Yeah. Um, so. Quick quick segue. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't really start there. It starts with. Um, so. <clears throat> how do I. How far do I go back? Right. So. We've been at the same production level since the mid 2017. Right. We've been at about 25,000 cigars a week. So. We haven't had a new product launch since then, I mean, Wonderlust was done, Baca was pretty much in the bag. It hadn't released yet, but it was done right Whiskey rebellion was already done. I mean, other than a craft thing every year or I don't think we've had anything just new, new, maybe your SBCs that right. kind of stuff. so there was really there was really no new you know new product stuff for me to work on, so the majority of my day is spent you know just uh, checking the tobacco, making sure you know all the day to day there's always something
0: right, right. Especially in Esteli.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, when COVID hit, um, my mentality was I can't go three days without being in the factory. Mm-hmm. Cause the second I walk in the factory, there's four hours of nonstop, just bullshit. Like right. this little thing, that little thing, answering questions, whatever. So I, it was impossible for me if I would go on a two week trip or a three week trip it, every day, I'm spending half of my day dealing with stuff at the factory. So, um, when COVID happened, we ended up being in the States for like nine months, un- unplanned. Uh, we came to the States thinking, hey, if I get sick, I, w- I want to be here and not there. Right. So we ended up being here from like February to like January or March to January. And so um, what I kind of realized from that was I didn't have to be in the factory every day. That, right. I'd, that I'd done a pretty good job of building the systems mm-hmm. and that once you kind of just made them do things themselves that they, there was little corrections here and yeah. there answers every day, but there was no, like the whole, sh- the whole train doesn't come off the fucking tracks. Right.
0: You need to check in and review, but you don't need to check in and review every fucking day at that point.
1: Right. You know, right. Yeah. Right. So, um, we had also hired or made Wilmer our general manager, right? Because, uh, Esteban it, at that point wasn't even spending day to day in the office or in the, in the factory. And, we have key people in kind of positions that have been there for years and years. So it's like they all know their jobs. The job's the same every day. There's no big curveballs coming. Right. So, um, so after being away for nine months, I thought, hey, you know, I don't have to be here every day. And then the second thought was, I've been in SLE for ten years, right? Which is a, a long lot. time. It's a lot. Try being in SLE for a week. It's a lot. Let alone ten fucking years. Right. So, um. <laughs> So when I say that, it makes me think. I posted a picture in San Juan. Fast forward a little bit, and some com- Some guy comments, "Are you ever in the factory anymore? <laughs> you know, how, you know who does this now?" And meanwhile, he's smoking a cigar from some guy who comes down three days every five months, right. and you know is a master of everything. Right. So, you know, whatever you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't win. You can't
0: yeah, win. it's part of the game.
1: So um, while I while I wasn't there, the majority of my interactions were with Anna, with Wilmer, with Doris. Um, you know our head of administration, our uh, head of packaging, and our head of production, and other than just okaying purchases because you know we pay for everything,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know two hundred thousand here, one hundred fifty thousand here, thirty thousand here, three hundred thousand there. Other than you know approving those purchases, I just trusted you know that Esteban was looking at the tobacco and that it was going to be good, which he always has. Mm-hmm. And so when I get back, everything's on track, everything's going fine. Um, you know, few things are a little bit, you know, wonky. We fix those pretty quickly. Right. And so, um, so I'm like, hey, um, I'm going to start spending a lot more time not in Esteli.
0: Right. This is your time. This is your opportunity.
1: Right. You know, so at the same time, um, for the last three years, Esteban and Raul have been doing, um, it kind of started as just, uh, so, you know, Fidel Olivas, who we used to buy a lot of tobacco from years ago, mm-hmm. went out of business. The bank's right. repo is Up property, in the mountains. Right. Pueblo Nuevo. And <clears> Regadillo. <throat> and he also did Pueblo Nuevo. Mm-hmm. And what had happened was um, Raul and Esteban had rented one of those old bodegas from the bank, and they were doing uh, Desparillo. So it's very common because after crops are harvested, after they come out of the curing barn – or even when you buy a lot of tobacco and you bring it in the country, if you have to process it after that, your, your, your business, no matter how big it is, is not built to process, you know, 20,000 pounds of tobacco all at one time. So SLE didn't really have a service where you could drop off 20,000 pounds of tobacco, frog strip it, dry it, process it, and then deliver it back to you. Right. So what companies would have to do is they'd have to hire 25 or 30 or 40 women to do this job. And it's just not sustainable. So what what happened was um, Esteban, knowing that all these people in Regadillo hadn't had a jobs for three years, nobody was farming out there. They started this processing uh, where you know uh, mainly um, Gus Cura from Nicoprosa or or, or even Noxa right. could drop off tobacco, and then they could get it frog stripped and and then um, dried and packed um, stuff they bought in bulk. So anyway, they started this this processing company. And then, uh, and sorting is a big part of that. Sorting, sorting, you always sort. It's always about sorting. So um, then they had started co-opting some of these old farmers to grow Esteli tobacco. Um, They're growing a different seed variety, the the stuff that Fidel Levis used to grow. And actually we were buying a lot of that. So a lot of people don't Buy the heavy, heavy tobacco we we purchase, and there's it's not always available. So right. we would buy that from Esteban and Raúl. So anyway, he had gotten more and more tied up into that. So he wasn't even in the factory most of the day. So his main role was going out looking for tobacco that we needed six months from now, a year from now, putting our name on it, going to look at the palones of tobacco we purchased last year, make sure it's being flipped correctly, or whatever, and then also doing working on this stuff with Raúl. So um, he he was spending less and less time in the factory. Um, So knowing that, um, another thing you need to know is owning a cigar factory is not a profitable business. It's only profitable in two circumstances. One, if you're making a lot of private labels for other people, Mm -hmm. which Placencia did for years, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Use your own tobacco. You make cigars for other people. Right you know you know yep. i sell my cigars to me for x right i sell your cigars from me right. at x plus a dollar right. or x plus a dollar 20 right so where i'm making 20 you know 15 20% margin or 30% margin on my own stuff because right. i'm because i'm subsidizing it all right um i'm making 100% margin right or keystone basically on the stuff i make for you mm-hmm. and i'm doing that to you as a favor right if if you go to if you went you know you know this from recently you mm-hmm. go to AJ Fernandez to get you pay you know, more whatever the Ezekiel <laughs> Shepherd whatever it's you pay three dollars it's three dollars right. three fifty right. a stick right right which is which is uh,
0: sometimes more than that right?
1: sometimes now. more I was yeah. gonna say it's more yeah, a bit more so my point sometimes is unless more. you're making private labels you're not really making any money right so our the way our factory was set up is Mike and I sell all the cigars, we take a lot of the profit margin we make and send it back to factor to buy tobacco, tobacco for the next year, two years, three years. But we had over over eight or 10 years, we'd accumulated a lot of raw material. And so we started, even, even as we kind of hit our stride, we started paying out dividends. And Esteban was using his dividends to, to fund his business. Right. And I'm using my dividends to buy more raw tobacco for this business. Right. Right. So here we are, you know, I'm subsidizing the business. We have something more than a million dollars on deposit mm-hmm. with the factory. And, you know, basically the three things, A, you're not really in the factory much anymore. Mm-hmm. B, um, you're not making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Esteban probably made, you know, eighty, dollars 100000 a year for the last seven years. Right. Which is pretty good money. Especially I mean, that's 3, 4x what he used to make. Yeah, Right. So it's not nothing but it's not you know AJ Fernandez burned down the world by Rolls Royce right. money right cuz he doesn't own it thick old chain he doesn't thing. have the capital he, d- he didn't right. have the big CI deal which is private label right. right he didn't have those kinds of deals and and our factor was never going to be that right and we had gotten into discussions you know not arguments but like hey it's got to be more it's like okay well okay we can we can double our production right so let's let's go find some land Let's build a new factory. Right. I remember t- you. I come up with half. Right. You come up with half. Well, I don't have half. Right. Okay. So well, I'll come up with half. You go get a loan for the other half. Right. Well, I can't do that. Right. Like you know, I'm not going to pay 15% interest. wise Like I wouldn't either. Right. Like we'll save up your your eighty to hundred thousand dollars every year you're making, and then when you have four or five hundred thousand dollars together, we'll put the other five hundred thousand, and then we'll give a loan for the difference. Right. It's like well, I want to own the factory. It's like well. Take it's a money. funny thing. You can't You're, own stuff. Right. You, you buy can't it afford sh- it. Right. Right. That's how that works. <laughs> so you get into these circular discussions again and again. Right. So it's like my goal <clears throat> is to make cigars for me. Right. I understand the business need. I understand your need as a partner to make more money and build your whatever in, in your working years. Right. But, you know, I can't. I'm not a sugar daddy. Right. I'm not, you know, right. tobacco it's, Santa it's not Claus. It's charitable work. Right. <laughs> right. It's, it's work. Right. right. It's business. So it's here. Oh, 20 minutes. Boom. Nice. Nice. Well played. You're so, so, so the, the so anyway, the, the net of it was, is like, look, there's three options, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of other stuff, but of course, anyway, three, yeah. three options. But in December, Mike came down. It's like, look, we do need to do something. Right. We've been at this static level for four or five years, right? We're selling every cigar we make mm-hmm. as fast as we can make it. We need, we need to grow production just for Roma but we do not have the space. Another thing happened is, is there was a new license for this year, a new health license from Mensa. Of course. came, came yeah, from the What
0: the fuck, you know? It came,
1: came from the WHO. Right. And it started off as, it was basically as bad as the FDA stuff was going to be. No shit. But, but on a Nicaragua level. And then our chamber that we belong to, our chamber of tobacco producers that does Puro Sabor and all that, mm-hmm. they got together with the government and said, look, you know, um, it's a bit much. It's it's a little too much, <laughs> you know. So be we, reasonable. Somehow the big guys has nothing to do with what the government wanted to do for me. But again, somehow the big guys convinced them that if it's for export and if you were in a free zone, which we are not, we're in three eighty two, right? That it, they they kind of curbed a lot of the rules, but they still ended up with this administrative burden where everything you bring in. Um, whether it's cigar labels or paper for cigar labels or raw material or whatever, you had to get it approved through Mensa that it's not going to somehow kill a bunch of Nicaraguans with cancer. Right. Which is all bullshit. Correct. Because it's 100% export, Right. number one. And number two, um, the entire purpose of the whole exercise was twofold. One, to get a huge amount of money from the WHO for instituting this regimen. Right. This, you know, process. So the WHO that's trying to control it, you know, the universe with anti-tobacco bullshit mm-hmm. said, if you guys put these laws into place, we'll give you a huge chunk of money, which you may mm-hmm. not know, but Nicaragua needs a little bit of money right now. I've heard that. I've heard So, that. so th- they were, that was a go green light. Right. And then the second reason why is because any, any kind of administrative bullshit thing they can put in place mm-hmm. means that a whole bunch of people start making money on the slick. Right. Right. Well, you
0: know, uh, the grease. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. So now, long story short on that, we have to pay a significant chunk of money every month. And every time we bring anything into the country or send anything out of the country just for somebody to sign a piece of paper. Right. Right. So the whole thing is just perfunctory.
0: Complete fuckery.
1: It's, yeah. you know, but it is what it is. It's, yeah, it's we it's, sell tobacco. It's we yeah. do it. It's there. So the long and short of that is because we had to do this new license that we had to do a whole nother license, uh, um, from the work, the ministry of work, um, that basically where they came in and they said, um, you need to have a cafeteria for them to eat. You need to have more bathrooms. For employees
0: to eat. Oh, you need yeah. to
1: have X, Y, Z. And it's like, we don't have room for anything. Right. We have the nicest bathrooms. Yep. No one's yep. In, in 10 years. No, one, we've had the same number of employees for six years. Yeah. We, no one's ever said, Hey, the bathrooms are always occupied. Right. Right. I mean, you know, my, my next step was to make, you know, both bathrooms, gender neutral. So women, cause we have more women than men, let the women use either one. Right. But we never even had to do that because no one's ever had an issue. Right. Right. Um, I'm also not a restaurant. Right. Right. So, so I asked them, them, I said, can I, can I just pay a local restaurant? For everybody's food every day, they they go and get lunch, they go eat there. And they said, no, you have to have an actual. No shit. Yeah. So at that time, you know, we don't have a square inch in the factory. We've got, you know, 50,000 pounds worth of tobacco in the factory. We have 40,000. this guy's doing us a favor over here. We've got 60,000 over here, you know? So we've got, you know, $2 million worth of tobacco stored all over the place. And you can't just store tobacco like a trade show booth. I mean, no storing tobacco. You have to keep it a certain temperature, keep a certain humidity, right? You got to watch it. Cause if it, the temperature gets up, it can come, you know, it can some simul- it can combust. Yeah. Well, yeah. It'll literally just catch on fire. Oh shit. And, and burn the whole place down. If you let, if it gets hot. Right. Um, which, which you know, there's a lot of ways to prevent that, but it, it happens. Right. That's why you hear about people's like warehouses just burning down. Because they left some poolone I never understood that. Yeah. That makes sense. They left some balloon going, it gets up to two hundred degrees and it catches the cover on fire and then everything burns it up So ground. who's
0: in charge of Fuente? I mean we have, <laughs> we have to fucking talk about that. So
1: so um so anyway we had we had this need for a storage space mm-hmm. so that we could so so that we could store finished cigars better because mm-hmm. they were kind of just stacked everywhere. Because our existing thing was built for 300,000 cigars. Yeah. And, and and it was, you know, it really wasn't. You know, it was really, really, it, really it was just, you, you've been there.
0: Yeah, I've been there over time. Like, right. I've seen it, you know, at one point, it's like, okay, this thing is yeah. starting to get full. Then the next time, I'm like, oh, uh, okay. Like you can't, right. So
1: you have to move 20 things yeah. to get to get to another thing. Right, yeah, then it gets to a point. Yeah, like our bodega stuck. that we're supposed to work in is so s- packed with tobacco that you literally have to take out you gotta, um, tobacco right. to get to other. So anyway. It's a process. It's a process. Right. So we needed space. We've need, We've needed space. Right. But you're caught in this catch-22 where it's like, okay, um, am I just going to have to come up with more money? Or, right. or are we, you know, hey, take some of this money you're making and instead let's invest in this. And right. it's like, no, I need the money for the other thing. So anyway, right. we're in the middle of all that. So the government at this point is telling us, you have to do something. Right. So I said, hey, here are the options. Let's you know, invest some money. I don't know where you would get it. I don't know if, if you have it. I don't know if you have access to it, but we have to invest money to do this. Mm-hmm. I own not have the company. I get half the profits. You own half the company. You have the profits. But what can't happen is, you know, Roma putting in another million dollars. Right. Because no factor in the world works that way. No, at that point. You, and we're you, 10 years into this. Right. This yeah, is you, not.
0: You have to surrender ownership without question. <laughs> well,
1: fuck so it was either, it was either, you know, you put in money and we do what we need to do. Right. Or... I sell the, the factory to you and you keep things going, mm-hmm. but we're not paying deposits the way we used to. Right. You're going to have to put your own money into this. You could, so, we'll, pay, we'll pay higher prices. So
0: we're back at come back, come with yeah. more money.
1: Or, or, or you sell your half the factory to me. Right. And in the discussion was, well, you know, that's not enough. And that, you know, you guys yeah, make a lot of money and you have a lot of money, which obviously has nothing to do with anything. Right. So then it was, okay, well maybe some, somebody I trust will buy it. My half. Right. And after we worked with a really, really good group of people to buy my half of the factory, and at the end they came back and said, "We own half the factory. We put in one hundred percent of the capital, one hundred percent of the risk, and somebody else takes half the profits." Right? You're out of your mind. That's a no, no go. That's
0: a no starter.
1: What a hell of a deal! <laughs> right. B, uh, you know, you we owe you guys a lot of money if we as soon as we buy the factory because of these deposits, and you know how are we going to agree on paying that out? Right. That's a, that's non-starter. a problem. Yeah. It's, it's a problem. Right. And number three was, you know, whatever other kind of side issues you're having with your partner, even though we know we've known him for 20, 30 years, right. whatever, it's like, we don't, we don't, we don't want to enter another, we don't want to be a part of that. We don't, we don't need your problems. Yeah. yeah. We have our own shit. So yeah. I said, Hey, here's the deal. I trust you so much. I'll give you my half of the factory. Right. I haven't taken a penny out of the factory in 10 years anyway. Right. I'll give you my half of the factory but you have to keep my prices the same for two years and you have to draw down my my thing. And they said, can't do it. Nope. So they wouldn't even take it for free. Right. So at that point, I was in a pretty good position to say, look, options now are close down the factory and get our cigars made somewhere else. Right. And, or, you know, close it down. We sell the company and, you know, there's been people chasing us to buy us for years. Right. But I just, it's just not sustainable the way it is. Mm -hmm. So where we ended up coming out was we ended up coming out with us buying Esteban out of the factory, mm-hmm. and it was amicable. I mean, like his wife and son worked there. I said, "Hey, you could still work here," and they said, hey, "We're not really, you know, uh, yeah. work is such a right." What's a what? A, vague what, what do you mean isn't work? Like <laughs> yeah. I, 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 um, it's more
2: like we get paid to be here. Well,
1: I mean, you know, right. look, they were there from the very beginning till midnight. Yeah. you know, work. I mean, you, you know, when I we mean, were behind Esteban's house, right. was It say, was, was it what, was his kids and and his wife who right. were doing a lot of the work. Right. So anyway, as time
0: progresses, you know you find yeah. people to fill those positions, and you free up more space and time in your right. life. Right. So, and so yeah. we
1: basically took care, really good care of them. Right. Number one, which no one else would have ever done. Right. We took care of Esteban, and we entered an agreement with Esteban to say, "Look, the the one thing that we really do depend on you for is going out tobacco and sourcing by. tobacco. Right. Now, there's certain kind of tobaccos we buy. Number one, Estelí lajaro which we get from him. Right. So I said, if you source the tobacco. We'll pay you a commission for doing that work. Right. And then, so I'd that's where we SM, are now. Right. So, so Esteban's out there, you know, looking for tobacco continuously. If we need it, if it's the right quality and it's the right price, some combination of those things. Right. You know, that, if we really, really need it, higher price. If we don't really need it, but it's a good deal, we'll right. buy it, you know. But anyway, he, he does that. He sources the tobacco yeah. and it's been working pretty well for about six months um, or eight months. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: and now he's driving around a Ferrari in Estelite. No, you know? no. No, I don't think <laughs> so. It's, it's got to be... It's four wheels. You know, it's got like the big... It's up in the air a little bit, you know? Right. It's gotta no, be he would never buy,
1: buy anything he's fancy. He's not that either. guy. Yeah. But the... So anyway, t- all that's to say...
0: Right. Yes, we have a bodega.
1: Now the- <laughs> yeah, I was
2: going to say, weren't we talking about the bodegas?
1: So now now we own... We own hundred percent of the the factory. factory. So, uh, Arlen and well, really it's, you know, it's, it's Arlen's it, well in tax, whatever, you know, it's, uh, but, but Mike and I own it. Right. So basically I still own the first half. Mike and I own the second half. Right. But most of it is in Arlen's name. Right. Right. Um, the, uh, which means whatever it means. Right. Right. Like if anybody's keeping track, you right. know, you know, there's a lot of people out there that own factories right. that actually don't own factories. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Several. Right. So, so anyway, you mean that
0: there's a lot of bullshit in this industry? I just well, want to, I was just looking for clarification. I here mean, far, you know.
1: far be it for me to say that <laughs> unless we're on the Patreon, I'll be clear. Yeah, that's but,
0: that's Patreon conversation.
1: So, um, so immediately we started investing and, and a, the priority was get the tobacco out of other people's storage get right. the tobacco out of Sueño. we had to have more space. Right. And
0: that's the easiest solve for that, is find the place to hold the tobacco.
1: Yeah, so there's three different bodegas. One bodega is for tobacco we purchased that is in the name of the factory. The bodega is owned by the factory right. and operated by the factory. And um, actually, that's managed now by Arnold's dad, Chico, okay. who who started with the drone like in the you know late 60s, early 70s. Um, he's kind of retired, but now I unretired him. Right,
0: get his back because I trust him. Right, you know. you know.
1: Um, so he runs that, and then that's all finished stuff, and that's what you saw on Instagram. While we the re-
0: fucking bodegas look extremely clean.
1: It is well, you know how I do stuff. I don't right. Do, yeah, I don't fuck around. Yeah, you don't half-ass it. So the second, the second, um, yeah, if you've been in another vote bodega, they don't look like right. that. No, yeah, no. Um, the second one, um, is also for packs that are ready to use, but are packs that the factory doesn't own. Okay. So Luciano from Ace Prime and I have, have been from Pachardo and I have been sourcing a lot of tobacco and buying it. Mm-hmm. Um, most of it for our own factories, but also some of it opportunistically. Right. You know, um, so like for example, you know, we just bought a lot of Indonesian binder. Um, it's been kind of tough to get an SLE, you know, eight, $9 a pound. Right. We, we got, really, really good binder, two containers full, you know, 40,000 pounds for like half that. Nice. So, I mean, you you can't not How buy it. How do you it. say, right. Yeah. Right. can't
0: pass out. And you use a lot of Indonesia binder on your cigars anyway. Yeah, so, but this is yeah. like,
1: this is enough for me for like 10 years. Right. So, obviously, some of that will sell to other people. Right. And, you know, whatever money we make on that, whatever my share is, we'll go back to just buying more tobacco for the factory. For the factory, right. right. So, it's kind of another way to kind of help subsidize that right. without, without Mike and I having to continuously... Stroke a check, send post, transfer post-tax <laughs> dollars to, right. to Nicaragua, right? Um, but yeah, so the second bodega is also finished tobacco, and then the third bodega is for pilones. we've all we've, so are you going
0: to take a picture with you, uh, like standing in front of pilones? and so this one this one yours?
1: Oh, geez. Yeah, I'll okay. be putting it, uh, like, a, like a moist vagina <laughs> yeah. against my nose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I select women the same way I select women.
3: <laughs> you just close your eyes, start heading south. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's if you one smell one. it
1: by the time you get to the belly button, <laughs> yeah. you just go yeah, back up. That's it. It's a, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. No, um, so, the, so the reason why, I mean, we've never had our own per We never had our own pre-industry, right. which is rare for a factory. Yeah. Because even really small factories have their own pre-industry.
0: Well, but you've purchased stuff pre-industry, but it's always been at other places. no? Yeah. So like what yeah, we used had at Gus's we, or whatever,
1: what we've always historically done is like, let's say we go to the Dominican mm-hmm. and we will buy Dominican from Leo Reyes. Right. It's a hundred percent ready. Mm-hmm. He doesn't sell tobacco unless it's a hundred percent ready. Cause right. he has very specific it's process. Processed, it's done. Yeah. So that tobacco is ready to put in a cigar tomorrow. Right. Um, we buy a lot of that containers right. full. Historically, like for example, if we were to go buy araparaca, we've we have always processed our own araparaca mm-hmm. because no one else can do it. No one else knows how to do it because it's very hard to work the way we work it. But it ta- and it takes years, and nobody wants to do that. So araparaca is one of the only tobaccos we've ever worked. We usually have always worked it behind Esteban's house and a couple of palones, right? Like like six seven years at a time worth. And we. We use 2,000 pounds. We have two palones of four thousand pounds, so it's like four, five, six years worth, right? Right. So, but like for example, when we would buy broadleaf, right? When we used to buy it from St. from from um, G.K. right, we used to buy it from Lancaster Leaf. Frank Miller and Dominican would sell it to his subsidiary in, D- in Nicaragua, um, G.K. and G.K. was v- set up specifically to sell tobacco to factories like ours, mm-hmm. right? So they would they would. They know what our needs are. They would buy it. They would process it, and then they would sell it to us because they're flipping. You know, they're buying tobacco for X right. and selling it to us for X plus twenty percent. And so, the um,
3: guy.
1: Yeah. So, um, so then, so the uh, so so what we just we just kind of entered into agreement with with Gus Cura to say, look, we're going to go select Esteban and I are going to go select with Raúl. Mm-hmm. Uh, for not when he goes to buy tobacco from Knox, Eswan's uh, uh, going to go with him. Right. We're we're going to we we're going to go buy you know ten thousand twenty thousand however much broadleaf we can buy as right. an example. You're going to bring it in, you know you're buying it for eighteen twenty dollars a pound. Right, you bring it in, you work it for eight or ten months. At the end of the ten months, it gets sorted out. The stuff that still meets the requirements we have, we take, and we pay you. 30, $33 a pound. Right.
0: You pay right. the premium for taking it apart, essentially, and taking the- For processing it. Right.
1: And and the answer is always, well, we're not in that business. Right. But we'll do it as a favor. Right. Right. Because it's profitable. Mm-hmm. It's not like there, it's not a favor favor. Right. It's a, we'll right. do this for you. Right. We, but is, we're not in this, this business. This isn't the business we want right. to be in, but we'll do it because it's profitable. Right. And it makes money and it helps you out. Right. Because we're also buying hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of other tobaccos from them. Mm-hmm. Right. And also because Esteban, you know, over the, time, over the years has done things for him. Right. Raúl's brother works there, blah, blah, right. blah. So the long and short of it is, A, they don't really want to do that anymore. Right. <laughs> they never really wanted to do it in the first place. Right. Um, once we took, you know, our half a million, million dollars worth of tobacco out of their bodegas, they're like, okay, we really, you know, you really got to figure out how to do this on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's time for you to leave the nest. Right. Right. And then the other thing is, whereas before – 65, 70% of the tobacco we used to buy would be like Leos, like ready to use. Mm-hmm. That tobacco doesn't exist anymore. Right. Um, because tobacco, good tobacco is in such short supply that people who need it are buying it at 60, 70% ready. Right. And finishing it. A, because a lot of them like to finish it themselves. Right. Because they have their own processes and they, they want to finish it themselves. They don't want you to fuck it up. Right. Or not do it the way they would do it. They want to buy it at, you know, people like AJ grow their own or even the stuff they buy. Placencia AJ, um, my father, you know, all these people, they don't they don't like buying tobacco that's 100% ready. Right. Because that means it's not the kind of tobacco that, it's not processed the yeah, way they want. They
0: didn't it. cook it the way they wanted to cook.
1: Well, right. cooking is. Well,
0: no, yeah. I'm, I'm, in essence of like, uh, it, it's your kitchen. You
1: yeah, know for, what I'm for example, if I want tobacco to be fermented at low temperatures over a long period of time. Right. I don't want you to do it really quick. I don't want you to rush over six months because I can't undo that. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. It's burnt chicken.
1: Right. So with Nicoprosa, we could say, Hey, I know it takes longer, but we'll pay for that service. Um, They're not going to do that for everybody. Nobody will do that. So, um, it's like a brisket. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Low and slow, baby. Right. You know, so the, um, so there's that. And then the other thing is people who are losing in the marketplace, Mm -hmm who can't compete with good cigars in the marketplace right? because they have so many administrative and sales and marketing costs and all that, right? that they are, pay- or they're paying the factory a private label, you know, right. I don't have to say what names, I mean. right. But if you're paying a factory $4 for a cigar, right. That contains the same kind of tobacco that I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm buying that cigar for $1.50. Right. And then I have really low costs on the U S side and you have to pay brokers 15% and right. pay advertising and pay podcasts and pay whatever, right. and I'm not doing almost any of that. Any of that. Then you have to charge $14, $15 for mm-hmm. the same exact cigar that I'm selling for nine right. to make the same amount of money. Exactly. Right. If not more. Right. So, um, you know, you'll notice I, I don't really care telling you the numbers. No. Uh, but And the reason why is because... Um, I feel like I make a fair share and my cigars are a good price. Right. But, but, but I can tell you, when you're paying $14 for a cigar, you're not paying $14, you are not it's getting, not four, higher you're not quality getting tobacco. 40% more quality. Right. You're not getting 40% more better tobacco. Right. You're not getting 40% more, the guy who did this is a genius. Right. You're actually getting a, a cigar made by someone else. Right. That they weren't even there to see get made with tobacco that they maybe have not ever seen or touched. Mm-hmm. It's getting shipped in. They're paying people all along the way to do that stuff that we do ourselves. Right. Then they're paying someone else to walk into the store and manage a relationship to get it on the shelf. And really their primary job is going around saying, Hey, I'm the smartest guy in the room. Um, right. Let me teach you about tobacco. Right, and buy my cigar and pay the extra four dollars.
0: Wow, you just broke down the cigar industry
1: and in fucking so, less than uh, thirty minutes.
2: My cigar is fourteen dollars.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, well, you do <laughs> did a good he, job
0: blending it. Maybe so the cigar know.
1: is. I told him right off the bat it's overpriced. Yeah, for well, me.
0: You know, I know, I know, you, I know, how you feel.
2: But the second half was good.
1: it I mean, if you only want to sell five thousand cigars, you could basically price them at whatever you want. Yeah. If you want to sell, um, you know, seven million, eight million, ten million cigars over years and years, right. the same cigar that isn't some gimmicky new whatever, whatever you have to charge a fair price.
0: There are ways, you know, um, I know that we agree and disagree on many things, but, um, you're right. You know, as far as take it, like when you kind of grow into like, we're not at, we're not at that level, right? We're not producing one, one million sticks a year, you know, and because we're not producing one million, so we have to fucking pay a premium, you know? So that's really kind of the avenues as to where we're at. I would say that we've definitely made a lot of progress, as to where we are now and where we've been in the course of six years, um, distributing. And, you know, there are some things that I've learned from you, obviously I would say a lot of things that I've learned from you. And there are some things that, you know, you have to kind of go out and taste and try and, and fucking get your lumps as well. So we're doing, we're doing the process. You know, you just say the word, you say, Hey, listen, you come <laughs> to me, you make your cigars solely to me and I'm good. I'm good to go. We have plenty of room, you know, and that's well, and, it, and, look, you know?
1: and I'm not saying one is better than the other.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I mean, I
1: know. I'm going, I'm making a cigar right now with Ernie Carrillo. Mm-hmm. I fully expect to pay a premium because oh, yeah. I'm a- going to be expensive right. as fuck because I'm a pain in the ass. You are? Yes. No. No, no. Stop it.
2: Is that the one with that's the incredibly not... long name?
1: Right. How, do you say, a, how do you say that, a, it's that word? It's yeah. a quinceanera, yeah. Ken Qua <laughs> What? <That laughs> so it's Ken, like Ken and Barbie. Ken. Qua, right. like, like the Quan. Right. From Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. The Quan, okay. the love.
2: Ken Qua. Ken Qua. Ken Qua. Jin. Jin.
1: Jin. 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 Ario. Ario. Ken Qua Yeah, it's Ken Japanese.
2: Kan-genari. Yeah, it sounds Japanese. Ken Qua Jin. That's what I said.
1: It just means something that's 50 years old. Right. Like a, yeah. Anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody that's 50 years old would be really big band to get all the way around the cigar.
1: So, um, because the market, uh, because they can't compete in the real market,
3: mm-hmm.
1: or because they don't like to, because it's expensive to compete, you know, you can't just sell an average cigar for a high, above average price and, and take market share from a company that's, you know, doing guerrilla fucking sniping Marketing like, like we are, yeah. right? Um you know they're not going to spend 8 days 8 hours a day on social media responding to you know
0: every slapdick on in in the universe.
1: Yeah, they're they're I mean they're not going to they're not going to do that, right? They got they got lives. I I live for this shit. <laughs> this is what I do. Right, right. And you, can, you just can't compete with that. So right. what do you do? You got to figure out how to compete in other ways. Right. So if you buy up all the tobacco that that person needs.
0: Yeah, you're cutting the supply lines.
1: Yeah. Then right. they can't make cigars. That's and, believe, always, and believe me, there are people who come at us of course, like that. That's been going on for years. But here's the thing. I got enough margin. I could, At the end of the day, I could pay enough more for the tobacco that you're willing to try to buy from me. Right. So, you know, let's say Mike's selling tobacco. Mike Palmer, uh, Esquire over here, wants to cut me out of the system. Yeah, he says he doesn't work for you. He goes to and Mike, buys on. all the tobacco. Right. So I go to Mike and say, hey, I need this. And they say, well, I sold it all. It's like, okay. That's cool. I got two years worth. I got a year worth. Right. I'm not playing the short game here. Right. The next time you have it. I'll pay more. I'll pay more. Right. Don't even bother with the other guy. Yeah. Ask him what he'll pay. Right. Call me. Right. I'll pay more. I'll pay more. Because I don't give a fuck. Right. Right. An, well, extra 10, a- an extra 10, 15% for filler. Right. Whether I pay $9 or $10 and you're paying. In, and here's the thing. It's like the character of these people. Mm-hmm. They can't. Their body won't even let them right. pay more. <laughs> They're built to negotiate down. Right. So they want more. Right. Right. I want to buy the tobacco so Skip can't make cigars. Right. But something in my DNA will not let me pay a dollar more than I'm supposed to pay. Right. In fact, I want to get 50 cents less because I'm buying it all. I'm buying all of it. Right. Give me a deal. No. Skip's still going to pay a dollar more. Right.
0: And you have the systems in play where...
1: And I'm still going to make more money. Right. I'm still (laughs) making more money than you. (laughs) I'm not saying more like, you know... Right. uh, AJ Fernandez is killing it. He's not hurting for money. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to make enough. Quantity-wise, yeah. 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 I, I don't need it anyway.
0: There's no Learjet. But, yeah. You know, you're doing all right. Yeah. I'm, doing okay. I'm
1: already paying my people more. Right. I'm already doing more for them than most people. And this isn't the Patreon. Yeah. And you haven't chimed in. This no, is- and we're not getting into details, but I'm just yeah. saying. Right. You can ask anybody that will tell you the truth. Right. Who knows? Right. I'm already living down there. You right. won't live there. Right. I'm already buying the best tobacco possible. Right. I'm already not making cigars when I can't find that tobacco. Right. I will not substitute tobacco.
0: No, you don't. I'm already. I can tell you that. I can attest to that for 10 years as a customer
1: of yeah. yours. I'm mm-hmm. already, I'm already, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, charge me 30% more. Now, now I don't even have to pay another person in the factory. Right. I could lose money in the factory. Right. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Let's go. Motherfucker, I do not dude. give a fuck. Let's go. I don't, I'm not here. I'm agile. I'm not here. My retirement is taken care of. Right. I mean, you know, my lifestyle. I, I have an. Idea. I don't need yeah. twenty years of retirement. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> <laughs> my kids are already taken care of. Right. You know, I. I don't. I mean, I live in fucking Nicaragua. Right. I buy nice stuff, but the stuff I buy, I don't spend money on. Right. I buy a twenty thousand dollars watch. I could sell it for eighteen to twenty five. Right. I don't spend money. I live on like two thousand dollars a month. Right. I mean, I do buy something. I do take. Twenty thousand dollar Disney, twenty five thousand dollar Disney vacation. Right. <laughs> but hey, you know what? It's all about yeah. making those memories. Yeah, exactly. You know. But my point, my point is, from a business perspective, right? We're doing just fine. Right. And going back to where we were on the bodegas.
2: Oh yeah, bodegas. I have to buy. <laughs>
1: I have to buy. To, I'm not going to lose train of thought. Yeah, that's I'm, never going to. I don't happen.
2: remember what the original
0: question. I was. have an index card. I'm, a, I'm going yeah. back.
1: Yeah, you got to so, listen
2: to the skip
0: interviews. You got to be all about it. <laughs> So it's all very interesting. So I, just, so just so I can't to buy
1: tobacco is. anymore. That's a hundred percent ready. Right. So I have 70, 70 to do my own pre-industry. Ready. Right. And I don't know the first fucking thing about pre-industry. Right. Just like, this is a new realm. Just like 10 years ago, I know the first fucking thing about buying, making cigars. Right.
0: It doesn't intimidate you.
1: No, I learn fast. Right. I learn fast. I'm, I'm a nuclear engineer. Right. I have an MBA from basically one of the best schools in the country. Right. And I've been working in Nestle for 10 years, you know, I yeah. can figure it out. Yeah, it's you kn- not you know the game. I never worked at NASA, right? But it's not rocket science. <laughs> and, I, and I said that just for Tyler Jeffrey, by the way. <laughs> but but my point is that I know the people who do know, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm not going to fuck it up, right? Primarily, Luciano has been doing this for a long time. Pachardo's been doing this for a long time. So you surround yourself with champions, right? You know, you know, what, baby. you know what your own, you know what your own, what you, you know what you know and you know what you don't know. Right. You know your scope and then you get right. get the right people around right. you. Right. So there's things that I do that that I think I do differently or better or whatever than Luciano. I mean, I've built a brand. I've I've been selling core lines. I've, right. I've, I distribute my own cigar. There's a lot of things I do that he's learning from. Right. And there's a lot that he does that I'm learning right. from. Right.
0: It's a good give and a take. Yeah.
1: You know. So I mean, right now um, we're just doing it kind of, my stuff and his stuff mixed together sharing the expenses and then doing it longer term we may be doing it uh, as a separate company because um another funny thing about the 382 is um i'm only allowed to bring in or buy so much material a year oh it's capped so the way the way the government controls things is everything I export, I pay, I pay taxes on the export. They mm-hmm. don't wait for you to file a tax return and tell them what you owe them. Right. Here's you're right. They collect it off the top. Right. So so instead of charging you 30% of your 10% of profits, they charge you 3% of 100% of your revenue. Right. Straight off the top. Okay. Right. So, but they let us buy certain things without paying uh, VAT tax or EVA, you know, the value added tax. Right. So, like, if you bring a television set to Nicaragua, they're charging you thirty something percent. Right. Um, if I bring in cigar labels and I don't, and I'm not in the uh, CAFTA regime, right, th- they're going to charge me fifteen percent, right, of any you know. So they tax the shit out of everything. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, being in the 382, which is the Central America Free Trade Agreement, it's CAFTA DR is actually what it is. I can buy anything. Into my company under my 382 that I plan to export and not have to pay taxes on it. Okay. So I'm not a free zone. I'm not a zona franca. So I, right. I can't. I mean, like you know, if you're a zona franca like Placencia and AJ and my father and these big companies, you can bring tractors and and cars and table. You can bring anything and not pay tax on it. Right. Because as long as it's meant to generate an export. Right. And jobs. But they have a lot of administrative paperwork that they have to do. And I've always avoided doing that. And once you decide to go 382 instead of free zone, you can't change. Oh, you can't. No, you can't. You can't just go. Okay, I've been 382 for ten years, so now I'm gonna go free zone. I can't do that. No shit. And in fact, anyone who owns any any part of a company that's a 382 cannot even participate in a free zone until a certain window of time passes. No shit. So because because they don't want they want the arms length. They don't want people buying shit into a free zone and then right dealing behind their back or whatever. So. You know, I tell them at the beginning of the year, I'm going to make 1.2 million cigars. Mm -hmm. I need this many kilograms of wrapper. I need this many kilograms of filler. I need this many labels. I need this many Bovedas. I need this many stickers. I need this many wooden boxes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And every time I buy something, I have to report it or request permission. Hey, I told you I needed 24,000 wooden boxes this year. Mm -hmm. I'm about to go buy 700. And then the next time I buy 900. And they subtract that from my balance. If I get to the bottom of that balance, they say, you can't buy anymore. You have to start paying taxes. No shit. So if I've already consumed my allocation of raw material, wrapper and filler, de-veined or, you know, tobacco and Rama or de-veined tobacco, they're going to say, okay, bring all you want, but you got to pay 15% tax. Right. Which is, I'll pay it if I have to. Right. But I don't want to. No. You can request special permission to increase your allocations. And it's a huge, huge paperwork drill, which I've done. Mm-hmm. So, but what's happened over the years is when you're growing, what happens is every year they go, okay, you need how much more? You need how much more? You need how much more? Right. And you just kind of pad that number because the, what they think is if you buy it this year, it goes into a cigar and it gets exported this year. Right. And they think January to January. Right. But what really happens is I buy Broadleaf three years ago. Mm-hmm. I need to buy everything that's available. Right. So I got to buy four years worth, three years worth, right? So you say, that's going into cigars over the next three years, right? But the way they look at it is, if you're buying more than what you're consuming, you're selling it out of the back to people who aren't into uh, 382 without paying the taxes. So the way they control you from from creating a black market of untaxed raw materials is they limit how much you can buy untaxed. Gotcha. So it's it's kind of complicated, but the net net of that is to say. If we're gonna start buying big chunks of tobacco now which I'm free to do now that I don't have have you know I have we own it hundred um, percent if I go out and, and buy tobacco I don't have to do this this you know shell game all right. the time I, I so so we may form a free zone so that we together, can can buy tobacco without having to worry about that.
0: A different company.
1: But he also needs that because he grows his own tobacco and he brings in tobacco from Ecuador. And right now he's bringing that into Pachardo, which is a 382. So he's dealing with all that administrative stuff. Right. And I, I probably shouldn't even be putting all his stuff out there because it's really his story to tell. Right. But from my perspective, we have these bodegas so that uh, we can work our own tobacco because because we need to. Right. And I buy a lot of tobacco from Luciano as well. I buy a Pueblo Nuevo from him. I buy Jalapa from him now. It's the most, it's the highest quality, most, um, uh, dependable source for that for me. Right. Uh, so he's
0: definitely on the uptick, man.
1: You know, that yeah. Maria Lucia is really good. Yeah, it is really good. It is really That's good. That's probably the
0: best thing he's made so far, in my opinion.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, he's made some good things. I mean, yeah, yeah. I and mean, I'm not
0: shitting on anything else, yeah. you know.
1: I, I, when I was in Europe with them, um, and you know, like on the on the flip side of that, right? You know, like I've had relationships in Europe for a while, and um, you know, things like track and trace or a new regulation thing. If you want to sell into Europe, you have to do a document where every th- leaf of tobacco came from. Holy shit! Uh, e- everything it's called track and trace. It's a nightmare. So if you just Google track and trace TPD or whatever for Europe, it's it's a lot. So. A lot of these companies already do this. Like Nicoprosa and Noxa, people who... S- Hoey to Nicaragua. They started doing track and trace a long time ago because they sell huge amounts into Europe. Right. But little companies, they don't do that generally. Fortunately, Schuster does it for us. Right. So um, the... Um, so, so we're helping with that. We're helping right. with, you know... You know, that's the thing about the cigar business is... Um, you know, I needed help when I started. I still need help today. Sometimes you never know what you're gonna need.
0: Yeah, there's so much there's so many layers to it.
1: Yeah, so you try to help other good people. Right. Um when you can. I mean, Luciano was talking about that on a podcast last night, but he's a lot more willing to help certain people than I am, <laughs> which is his deal. But me like, you know, show me who you are one time. Right. I'm gonna tell you, I see it. Right. This isn't how I do business. Mm-hmm. This isn't who I am. Right. I don't need to do business with you. Right. You know. I'm moving on. I'll give you one more shot. But right. you should know that I know. Right. That you now know. <laughs> <laughs> you you're, you're you've been warned.
3: Right. I,
1: part of the reason why we are a certain size is because I don't I don't brook bullshit. I don't I don't have any time to fuck with people. Right. Who who who, who are a drag on me in that way. Right. And so, you know, Luciano's a little different, more different. He'll, you know, he's a different it's character He's right, A little more opportunistic. He, he, he's like, the whole business is that way. You just can't tell everybody to fuck off. I'm like, well, actually you can. Right. You, you can actually tell <laughs> every work. single right. fucking person to fuck, pretty much. Because there's enough good people out there that you can work with. Yeah, of course. That you don't have to work with these other people. Right. Or there's people that are like that with others who won't be that way with you. Right. If as long as you're clear up front that you're not going to put up with it. Right. So
0: figuring it all out one step at a time
1: so all that is to say yes i have two bodegas now we have th- <laughs> three, three, bodegas. Bodegas, yeah. three bod- so that's the story of the bodegas
2: <laughs> careful with the next question michael yeah we got more to talk
0: about you know you, you we got some family shit to talk about the little vacation your experience i'm kind of curious to see what uh, what you want to share about that so we can we could cover that there's i mean I know that we've, there's some quiet rumblings about some other things that you're working on. Maybe you want to talk about those things. It's up
1: to you. But sure.
0: We'll
2: see that on the next... Uh, talk about Weasel Fest. Everybody's asking about Weasel Fest. Yeah, what's, sure we when's the that. fucking date, you know, and if all that stuff. when it's happening. Yeah. So
1: we'll talk about that in an hour or two. All right. Okay.
2: Let's go. All right. We'll be right back. All right. Bye. The Cigar Hustlers podcast, its owners and its sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guest.
1: This has been a Cigar Hustlers podcast, a Mike and Mike production. Be sure to listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. for all new episodes. Hi, I'm doing, I'm Hustoy Raw.
3: <laughs> yeah, we just don't have to
2: do a single uh, single podcast ever again. Perfect. Ever. I'm good, Mike and Mike. How are you guys doing? <laughs> the Hojo, the... Ma- Hojo! It's the Hojo! You <laughs> <laughs> did let him fuck it up all the way. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, the Ho- i got get past Hojo! Go on. <laughs> I, I don't even have to try to. He's not either. even going to try. We're going we're gonna to cover a lot of ground here, Mike. All right. Try to keep up. That's a sign of a good podcast. you would be, be like <laughs> four cigars when I walked in a door. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, end this. Mike, 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 Mike squared. Mike squared.